Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Amen. Lift your Bibles out. Let's make our confession of faith together. I am ready to receive and fully submit to God's word, which is the lamp to my feet and the light to my path. In this year of fruitfulness, I will manifest good results in every area of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Remain standing for just one second. I want you to look at one scripture here real quickly. Romans 10, 17. We looked at it on Sunday uh, as we are in our series, Fruitfulness, and we talked faith on Sunday. Somebody say, I live by faith. Talk to me like an army. Say, I live by faith. Romans 10, 17. So faith then comes by what? Hearing. What does faith come from? Hearing, which means whatever I hear repeatedly, I will eventually believe. I have faith in what I hear. So the reason I come to church isn't to just check a check mark to say, God, I've been good this week. It's so that I can hear something that's going to give me faith. So then faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Uh, help me introduce tonight's teaching to somebody on your left and on your right. Say, listen, I heard that. Father, customize, tell to make this message for us, your people, that we would move in the things that you have ordained. As we walk by faith, we decree and declare that tonight where our faith is going to go to an entirely different level. Increase us, upgrade us tonight. In Jesus' name, everybody shout hallelujah. You can grab a seat in the presence of the Lord. You know that this year, 2019, is the year of manifestation because the number nine prophesies as it's the number of birthing, the completion of a cycle, and it's the number of fruitfulness. Say, I'm in a year of fruitfulness. 
which means this is a year you need to expect to see some results. This is not a year where you're just going to talk about it. This is a year where you're going to walk it out. This is not a year where, watch this, you're going to see everybody else walk in it but you. This is going to be a year where everybody else is walking, watching you walk in it. This is not going to be a year where you sit back and talk about what God can do. This is going to be a year where you're going to see what God can do. I need your faith to start high this year because that's how you're going to be living this year. You're going to be riding high, living high, experiencing God's best. Somebody say a year of fruitfulness. Now, now watch this. It's the number of birthing, the completion of a cycle, and fruitfulness. So Sunday, uh, a couple Sundays ago, we started a series called Fruitful to give some practicality to what's been prophesied. And in week one, uh, we learned that we needed wisdom. Someday, we learned that we needed faith because the fruit you're going to see in every area of your life this year is going to be produced by faith. And the word says, not by night, not by power, but by my Spirit says the Lord. So we understood this from Sunday that when it says that, what it's really saying is everything that happens for you this year isn't going to be done because of how much you know. It isn't going to be done because of how strong you are. It's going to be done by his spirit, which means it's going to be done by faith. Somebody say by faith. So, 2 Corinthians 5, 7, it says this, you know it, for we walk by faith and not by sight. Here's what that means practically. For we live by faith, not by senses. Now, this is important to understand because most of us live by senses and not by faith. If we can't see it, if we can't touch it, if we can't taste it, if we can't, if we can't look at it, then we don't believe in it. And the issue you're going to have with Jesus is that he often invites you to believe in things, watch this, that you cannot see with your naked eye. He tells Peter to get out of a boat and walk on water to do something he had never done, and he had to do it. Watch this, walking totally by faith. Peter has to put his foot out to step on something, watch this, that has killed other people. In 2019, you're going to finally see what it means to be the curse breaker in your bloodline. You're going to finally see what it means to walk in things that nobody else in your bloodline was able to do. In 2019, you're going to see what it is to be a history maker in your bloodline because you're getting ready to get what they only dreamed about. You're getting ready to do what they only wished could happen. Somebody say, I'm walking by faith this year. Now, this is important because Peter has to walk by faith, and he's walking on the water. Watch this, which had never been done before. The first guy that we see recorded doing it is Jesus himself. Then the second guy we see doing it is Peter, and it happened within a matter of minutes. I'm going to tell somebody, you need to expect not just God to do the great things this year, but you need to expect him to do them quickly. You need to expect those things to happen back to back to back. They used to say it like this in the old church, every time I turn around. Y'all not saying nothing to me tonight. Somebody say, every time I turn around, he's going to be doing something big. He's, every time I turn around, I'm going to see him making a way. Every time I turn around, he's going to be opening a new door of opportunity. This will not be a repeat of 2018. Baby, I'm in a year of fruitfulness. Jesus is the first recorded walking on water that we know of. And then secondly, Peter does it, and it happens in a matter of minutes, which means, watch this, Peter now has to walk by faith to do something he's only seen one man do, and the man he saw do it was God. Which means, watch this, God says, I'm going to challenge you to believe me for some stuff you've never even seen, watch this, anybody do. You've never even seen, watch this, anybody get done. In 2019, God says, you're going to do, watch this, what the statistics say you can't do. In 2019, you're going to do what the court says you can't do. In 2019, you're going to do what the doctors say you can't do. I need your faith to stir up in this room because that's the kind of year you're going to have. A year of fruitfulness. 
For we walk by or live by faith and not by sight or senses. You see people coming up, that's because they're sowing into it when it speaks right to them. Not by senses. So Peter, as he's walking on water, he's doing good. But then watch this, a storm comes. Now, here's what you need to know. The storm was going to come no matter what. <clears throat> you get perplexed when storms come as if you didn't know they were on the way. When instead you should have kept, watch this, an umbrella in the car because you knew it was coming. That is like going up to the mountains and saying, I didn't take a coat with me because I didn't think it was going to snow. You need to know the environment you're in is subject for the weather to change at any moment. When you're walking by faith, the weather is subject to change at any moment because the Bible says that it rains on the just and the unjust, which means even if I did everything right, I'm still going to expect a storm. See, you think storms only come when you do stuff wrong. Storms come, watch this, as an usher. You know what an usher does? When you came in here, they took you up to the road where you needed to be seated at. A storm will come in and take you exactly where you need to be. So when it looks like things are falling apart, baby, they're finally falling together. I need somebody in here to stop cursing the thing that's been blessing you. I need somebody in here to stop complaining about the thing that's actually positioning you. Somebody say, thank God for my storm. It's an usher. They call it U-S-H-E-R. That's all. With no storm, you're stuck in the middle of the ocean. The storm will move your boat and take you exactly where you're supposed to be. This is Wednesday, so can I go deeper? <clears throat> There's a story about the Apostle Paul. They get into a storm. And they get into this storm, uh, they get into this storm, and the storm tears the boat apart. What's significant, though, is that what looked like it was going to be their end, the storm actually got them exactly to where they needed to be. Amen. So the very thing that looked like was going to be the end of them, watch this, was actually the beginning of him. The very thing that looked like it was going to tear them down was the thing that actually set them up. I'm going to need you to stop accusing God of not doing his job. He's doing his job. He just ain't doing it the way you want him to do. God uses storms to usher you up to where you're supposed to be. Peter's doing good job until he's doing great. He's doing phenomenal. He's doing great until, watch this, the Bible says, then he began to look at the storm. He was looking at Jesus, watch this, and ignoring the storm. Then he stopped looking at Jesus, watch this, and he started listening to the storm. You know, when wind blows, it makes noise. You know that noise can be heard. You do know that if you listen to the noise, watch this, you, 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 you will miss Jesus. See, some of y'all, you listening to the noise telling you, you ain't good enough. You can't do it. You're going to mess up. You're a screw up. You're a mess up just like your mama. You're a mess up just like your daddy. And you need to learn how to look at the noise and say, I, watch this. I know you're talking. I just ain't listening. You ever had somebody talking to you? You ever had somebody talking to you and when they were talking to you, you were like, you talking but you ain't saying nothing? That's what your storm does. It's talking but it ain't saying nothing. You need to stop and listen to it. I came to tell somebody tonight, let the winds blow but you keep on walking. Let the storm blow but you got to keep on walking. For we walk by faith, not by senses. Peter starts walking by senses, and the Bible says, and he begins to sink. Which in itself was a miracle because he should have just drowned. God is so amazing. God is so amazing. Watch this. That even when, watch this, you take a wrong turn, and he should put you out. 
I just need to take a five-second intermission in the message. Where are the people that can be thankful that when God should have cut you off, he kept you on life support? When he should have said, I'm done with you, he said, I'm not through with you yet. When he should have let your mess turn into a complete disaster, he said, let me put some mercy in it and let me put some grace in it. So we walk by faith, 2 Corinthians 5, 7. Live by faith, not by sight or senses. We learned on Sunday, and we looked at this verse, Romans 10, 17. So faith comes from hearing, and hearing through the word of Christ. So in other words, what you have faith in starts with what you hear. You know how some people believe they're not good enough? Because you heard it. Faith, watch this, faith works both ways. Faith is not just good stuff. Faith is negative stuff. Some folk have faith, watch this, in doubt. Yeah, y'all not talking to me. Some folk have faith in lack. Yeah, yeah, y'all not talking to me. Some folk, some folk have faith. You ever met somebody that was so convinced of something wrong that was there to their to their detriment? You know, you're trying to tell them, no, look, here's good news, here's good news. No. I remember one lady, one lady, when I was an associate pastor, there was this lady. And uh, this lady, she came in, and she says, Pastor, I just want to talk to you about some things. I said, okay, Donna, what you want to talk about? Okay. Now, and she says, well, I just have a problem with the messages. I said, well, what is your problem with the messages? Okay. And she says, well, you know, this is just a feel-good gospel. I said, so what, is the gospel supposed to make you feel bad? Gospel, by definition, means good news. I ain't never had good news make me feel bad. If your neighbor right now told you I got a check in the car for you, I, th I don't think you'd be sitting there like this here. You'd be like, praise him, <laughs> glory, <laughs> good news. <laughs> she says, she says, it's just a feel-good gospel. And, I, and then she's going to quote a scripture. And that's bad to do when you're dealing with someone who that subject matter in which you're attempting to school them on is a message in which they have a school on. <laughs> And so she says, she says, she says, well, the scripture right here, it says, be ye perfect, for your father in heaven is perfect. I said, well, first off, sweetheart, you're misinterpreting the text. Okay, perfect means whole. And I said, if you read the next verse, it says, through love. I says, but can I ask you a question? She said, oh, sure, pastor. I said, weren't you on crack a week ago? Didn't we find you and pull you out the crack house? Isn't that how you hear? She says, well, yes. I said, so you should be glad. Don't y'all look at me with that tone of face. Every one of y'all up in here got a pookie in your family. I said, you should be glad that God doesn't require perfection because if he did, you couldn't be up in here right now. I'm telling you to stop your neighbor. High five, say, I love him, I love him, I love him, I love him. I love him because he doesn't require me to be perfect because if he did, I'd be disqualified. I'd be disqualified. That's quite literally what happened. I wasn't trying to beat her up. I was just quite literally like, baby girl, let's not forget from whence you come. You only been at church, watch this, for a Sunday and a Wednesday. I'm going to need you to not get judgmental. I'm going to need you to not think you super saved now because you, ha you had seven days set free. Watch this. I just need to check the room. Where are the people in here that are grateful God didn't throw you away when he could have? Where 
That, okay, that's all. Where are the people in here that are grateful that he loved you and he loved you with an unconditional love and he took you with flaws and all. Somebody holler, I'm grateful, I'm grateful. He didn't throw you away. Even watch this when you wanted to throw yourself away. Watch this. Even when you were sick of you, he wasn't sick of you. Even when you said, I just can't take no more. He said, but baby, I didn't bring you this to leave you now. Watch. Whatever. She was convinced that she had to be something that she, watch this, her own report card demonstrated she couldn't be. She had faith. She had faith and something that was to her own detriment. Whatever you hear, you eventually believe. So I want to ask you a question. What you listening to? I want to ask you a deeper question. Who you listening to? Can I ask you another question? Why are you listening to them? We learned on Sunday, 2 Corinthians 10, 15. It says, we do not boast beyond the limits of our labors of others, but our hope is that as your faith increases. So we learned that our faith is fueled and our faith increases on Sunday. We learned that our faith is fueled and increases. Faith can grow. It's like a muscle. Got it? It can grow. It can get bigger. Got it? Say it's like a muscle. So how do you watch this? How do you grow a muscle? You do not grow a muscle by running. You, you do, watch this, watch this. I'm going to help you because you need to understand why you go through stuff. The next time you start going through something, you're going to look at it differently because, because you're going to recognize and understand why I'm going through it. You do not go through things, watch this, uh, 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 for nothing. Okay, if I'm going to build my faith, I need resistance. Because if I'm going to build muscle, what do they call that? Resistance training. Can I tell you the stuff that hurts you the deepest? was the stuff that actually helped you the most? Can I tell you the stuff that was most painful was the stuff that was most purposeful? Can I tell you that the stuff that made you want to throw in the towel was the stuff that gave you the ability to hold a bigger towel? So, faith can be increased. Say, my faith can be increased. And it's increased, watch this, we learned on Sunday, number one, by fighting through fear. You, watch this, here's why you fear, because of what you hear. You ever, um, you ever remember uh, a kid, uh, you ever remember a kid, uh, let me, uh, let me have, come, come here, sweetheart, come here, darling. All right, you come here too. All right, all right, shamo. All right, like them boots, come on here. <laughs> I, I, I got Chelsea, I like Chelsea, I ain't got the green ones though. All right, look, look them like Prince boots though, they'd be too tall. <laughs> Watch. You remember when you were a kid? You be the kid. Okay, now, now hit your head on the mic. Okay, now, now fall down. Now fall. All right, watch this. Okay, when, when nobody was there with you, what would you do? Just get back up. You're going to catch it. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. Here's what happened. Hit your head again. Boom. Okay, now fall down. Oh, baby, oh, my baby, oh, are you okay? Oh, 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 are you all right? And then what would you start doing? Start crying. The only reason you cried is because you heard something that made you think your response wasn't right. 
Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. Thank y'all so much. You're not hearing what I'm saying. In other words, you fear because of what you hear. When you hit your head as a little kid and nobody was there to baby you, nobody there was to call you, nobody was there to rock your body, baby you, you just got back up and you kept it moving. It wasn't until somebody said, oh, what's wrong? And I'm going to tell you, some of you are mad nobody checked on you. Thank God they didn't. Some of y'all are mad nobody helped you. You need to thank God they didn't. Some of y'all are mad that nobody picked you up. You need to thank God they didn't pick you up because it taught you how to get it done yourself. Watch. No fear, no fruit. No fear, no fruit. God sends the children of Israel one day into the promised land, and they go get some of the grapes. And when they get the grapes, now, the only reason he sent them is because they asked to go. God didn't want them to see it because he knew when they saw it, it'd scare them. What they prayed for was going to scare them. See, what you don't even understand is a lot of what you asked for will scare the heaven, hell, and earth out of you. Because you thought it was going to be one way, not realizing it was going to be another way. So you said, God, if you do this for me, I'll do this, 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 and this. And God was like, listen, baby girl, listen, son, you don't even know what you're asking me for might scare you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So, so, so watch this now. Watch this. Watch this. He, he says, he sends them into the lamb, and they get some grapes. And when they're carrying the grapes, come here. Uh, come here. When they're carrying the grapes, I got another one now. Look at him. It's going to be a sword fight after church. When they, when, they were, when they were carrying the grapes, don't cut yourself. The Bible says, turn around, face that way. Don't cut yourself. Because, all right, he ain't got time for you to step out because you're talking about you bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> Sit right over there. The Bible says they have to put the grapes on their shoulders. That's what, just to carry them. I got a question. Where they make grapes like that there? Wait a minute. The fruit, you'll catch it. The fruit that they were about to possess was so big, they used to hold it in their hands. God says, this is something. Put the verse up there for me. You got it. This is something that they were going to have to carry on their shoulders. Y'all not, not hearing what I'm saying. So watch this. It was easy. Somebody say it was easy. It was easy for them to have fear because what they were dealing with was bigger than what they were used to. I need you to catch this. You fear because of what you hear. But here's what you need to know. No fear, no fruit. Living by faith always, say always. always. It always involves risk. It involves uncertainty, discomfort, and fear. Because the opposite of faith, I need you to know this, church, is not fear. You see, no, put that verse back up. That's a good verse. A single cluster. Anybody in here like grapes? I love grapes. I can just eat grapes in the morning, in the, in the noon day. And in the evening, the Bible says these grapes were so big, a single cluster had to be carried on a pole between two of them. In other words, watch this. Let me prophesy now. God says the reason I'm changing your circle is because you need people that can carry. You've been carrying people too long. You need somebody that can help you. Let me prophesy to myself. 18 was my last year of carrying people. But in 19, God's given me people that can carry something with me. 
you've been carrying people. And God says that ain't happening in 19. And 19, I'm going to give you some people that can carry some stuff with you. They're going to call you up and say, listen, I was praying for you just because. I'm not talking to me. They're going to call you up and say, listen, I want to be a blessing just because. Watch. Fear all, or faith always involves fear. The opposite of faith isn't fear, it's certainty. And while God didn't give us fear, Bishop, the Bible says, God did not give us a spirit of fear. That's true. He didn't do it. That don't mean you ain't got it. <laughs> We all have fear because of our past failures, our past mistakes. I don't want to mess up again. I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to mess this up again. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. And so now you live a life in the boundaries of the life you lived. I'm just waiting on you to tweet it. So now you live a life based on the life you lived. you're not even, some of you, watch this, tonight's going to be your first day in 19. Because here's the truth. The truth is, is that for you, watch this, you've been stuck. I don't, let me get in somebody's business prophetically. You've been stuck in 2009 because that was your greatest year of failure. Let me get in somebody's business. You've been stuck, and because you've been stuck, you now are boxed in by fear. And what you need to learn is that fear and faith, they're not opposites. They're roommates. And the longer you live with them, they start sleeping together. So now you justify, watch this, your fear and call it faith. You say, I'm just being wise. Fear is not false evidence appearing real. Because many times what we fear isn't false, it's real. You hear what I'm saying? And if, stop. If you see somebody post that, just share the link to the church and say, you need to get some learning. You need to, you need to learn something. Sit down and learn something. Because they're going to post it tomorrow. They're gonna be there. On this Thursday morning, I just wanted to share a word of encouragement with you that fear stands for face everything and run or, or, or what's the other one? Or whatever. False, false evidence appearing. Well, you just tag them and say, you need to come to church. You don't know now. <laughs> been the church that I've been. <laughs> Learn the lessons I learned. You know? <laughs> hey, hey, watch. So, Jesus gives us the power. We learned this on Sunday to fight through fear, not from fear. And here's the difference fighting through fear means, all right, I got a new sword, fear. Now, look, truth is, this might not go the way I want. Truth is, I might lose some money. Truth is, I might lose, watch this, fake friends, because you can never lose real ones. Some of y'all trying to please people that don't pay for nothing. That's ridiculous. Uh, But I'm going to fight through fear. I'm going to fight through fear. I need you to come on with me here. I'm going to fight through fear. I'm, 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 I'm scared but I'm still swinging. I'm I'm nervous, but I'm still going to knock you out. I'm I'm somewhat worried. In fact, I ain't been sleeping like I normally sleep. Who am I talking to? 
I'm somewhat worried. But Jesus, watch this, he's not going to take the fear. He's going to give me the power to fight through the fear. I'm going to need you to lay hands on yourself. Say your first, middle, and last name. Say you're going to fight through fear in 2019. Yeah, I might be scared to even go apply, but I'm going to do it anyhow. I might be scared because they might tell me no, but I'm going to do it anyhow. It may not work, but I'm going to do it anyhow because I'm fighting through fear. If you don't understand that, then you will pursue comfort, which means you don't understand Christianity. Because when we fear, what, what are we really fearful of? We're fearful of, watch this, comfort. We don't want to lose something we value, and we often value the wrong thing because we value comfort. Think about it. I mean, wouldn't it be easy if we just do stuff easily? You missed it. Wouldn't it be easy if we could just do stuff easily? Wouldn't it be great if you could just wake up and everybody just told you their motives and you didn't have to pray or nothing? Like, wouldn't it be great if they just walked into your life with a sign saying, I'm a liar, a chief, a, a cheat, and a steal, uh, and a stealer, <laughs> thief. <laughs> I'm going to ruin your credit. Do not trust me. Wouldn't that be great? Y'all not talking to me. Y'all not, not. I'm a video girl. You can't trust me. I mean, wouldn't be great if you just turn on the TV and God just had a list of what you need to do today. Somebody say, I received that. <laughs> he said, I had a TV on all day, wasn't it? Watch this Wednesday. To live by faith, you got to get out of your comfort zone, which means you need some stretch marks. To every woman in here where you've had to birth a child, I'm going to preach to you. Don't you curse the stretch marks. They're proof that you can hold big stuff. You're not hearing what I'm saying. Every time you got a stretch mark, what you're proving is I can carry something big. And what is the number nine? It's the number of birthing, which means I got to have some stretch marks. Got to get out of my comfort zone. Got to stretch. Got to talk to some people I wouldn't normally talk to. Got to sit in some meetings I'm scared to sit in. Got to ask questions I'm scared to ask. I, 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 I got to do it, but I need some stretch marks. Slap your neighbor high five say you need stretch marks. See, 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 if you are trying to stay in your comfort zone, you don't understand Christianity because Christianity is about conquest and conquering. It's not about comfort. And that's what faith gives us the ability to do. See, what you got to conquer is different than what I got to conquer, but we both need faith to do it. So the first way your faith is increased is fighting through fear. Secondly, we learn to ask God to help our unbelief. And we looked at this man in Mark chapter 9 where the man said, Lord, if you, uh, uh, he says, uh, listen, in verse 24, he says, Lord, I believe, but what? Help my unbelief. Now, why was the man there to get his son healed in the first place? Because he heard Jesus could heal. So when he heard Jesus could heal, he got faith. Then when he went to Jesus' disciples and it didn't work, he got scared. Then he watched this. He escalated the call. Some of y'all problem is you talk to people too long on the totem pole, you need to escalate the call. He escalated the call. And when he escalated the call, the scripture says that Jesus said, what the problem is? I'm giving you the Bishop Foreman version of it. And he said, what, what is the problem? What exactly are the, is the issue? What, what exactly seems to be your boggle? 
He said, I, I, took, I took, took my boy over here. Your disciples couldn't get it done. Well, uh, Lord, uh, you know, uh, this is the, uh, Jesus in verse 23. He says, well, if you can believe, all things are possible. And the man answers so honestly. You know, the issue some Christians have is they're not honest about, watch this, where they're not sure. They're not honest about what they're not confident in and confident about. And so what consequently happens is that the help you could get, you don't get because you're trying to play everybody. So, so watch this. He says, he says, he says, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. And on Sunday, we learned that that was a war cry. In fact, what the man did right there is he started giving God glory. He started giving God praise and worship. And when he did that, the Bible says that that word help, it's a war cry, which means he asked for help through his praise and his worship. I need us to take 15 seconds so I can finish this teaching tonight. I need us to take 15 seconds and just let a war cry out that says, Lord, help my unbelief. Would you do that? One, two, three. Let out a praise. Let out a worship right here. Come on, give him glory, Wednesday. Lift your hands. When you lift your hands, you're saying, God, I surrender. Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Lord, every area I'm not sure I need faith. Lord, yay, glory to God. Say, Lord, help my unbelief. And then finally, on Sunday, I, I told you that the way you build and fuel your faith is consuming life-giving messages. Watch this. You have faith in what you're full of. What you listen to is your lid. Back to Romans 10, 17. So faith comes from hearing. Faith comes from what? Hearing. Faith comes from what? Hearing. Faith comes from what? Hearing. Now, we, we learned this, that the measure of faith we all have, we learned it on Sunday, is a mustard seed. A mustard seed is a millimeter in diameter. And I told you on Sunday that practically, see, I got mustard seed faith. That's where it starts. Now, you can get watermelon seeds if you build it right. Meaning you can get bigger seed if you exercise it and let it grow. You shouldn't have been saved for, you know, 25 years and you still got mustard seed faith. It needs to get bigger. Touch your neighbor and say, it does need to get bigger. <laughs> mustard seeds are actions that we take that are small in scope, big in hope. Do it with me. Small in scope. If you know if he's not doing it, look at him like, really? Okay, come on. Do it with me. Small in scope, big in hope. Why am I having you do the hand moves? Because you're going to remember that. So tomorrow... Watch this. When you're confronted with fear, you'll be like, oh. Yes, I'll do it. You missed it. Where you were going to say no, you'll open up your mouth and give a yes because the no was based on fear, not faith. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Uh, and, and, and they're small in scope and they're big in hope. They're big in hope because they're different than what we're used to. Say it's different. Now, on, on Sunday, we learned Hebrews 11 and 1. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. So, these actions that we have, they're small in scope, they're big in hope. And what they're doing, that word hope means to welcome something. So, it's small in hope, small in scope, big in hope, but it's welcoming. Small in scope, what did I have you do? Big in hope. When you have open arms, what does it look like? You're welcoming something. Catch the imagery. So check this out. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Hope means to welcome something, which means it's not currently present in your life. So faith grabs something from the supernatural and brings it into the natural. And there's a word for that. It's called manifestation. Faith isn't believing alone Wednesday. It's the actions we take because we believe. That's like somebody saying they love you and never do nothing to show it. You don't love me. You hate me. Look at your neighbor and say, show me something. In Jerry Maguire, 
Jerry kept talking about, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And what did Cuba Juden say? Cuba Gooden Judy said, show me the money. And then he started making Jerry shout it. God says, don't tell me what you believe. Show me what you believe. Don't tell me how much faith you got. Show me how much faith you got. And I need you to store your neighbor's faith. Just grab their arm and just say, you're going to show up this year. You're going to show up this year. You ain't just going to talk it, baby. You're going to show, show me what you believe. So watch. So let me ask you some questions once again. I already introduced them to you, but now I want to give them context and we're done. You need to ask this question. Why am I hearing this? If what you hear is fuel, you need to ask, is what I'm hearing fueling the fruit I want to see? Is what I'm hearing fueling the fruit I want to see? You know why some people get sad? You listen to sad music. You listen to music about how you've been hurt. How you, this song came on the other day uh, on, my, on my iTunes. It's supposed to be the gospel station. And it went in a whole other direction. I said, this here is not gospel. But on the song, the girl was talking about, never call me again. You should have called me. Why you didn't call me? And it was the remix version. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, don't worry about it. Just look at me. And I started listening to the song. And as I was listening to the song, I said, oh. And then she just got real raw real soon. I said, oh, my God. What you mad about, baby girl? Who hurt you? He must have hurt you in your soul. That's deep. And then she had old dude come on at the end and said, man, don't play. Man, 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 don't play. <laughs> I'm just telling you what I heard. And so, and so then while I'm listening to that, I'm like, you know what? I'm mad. I'm angry. <laughs> I, started, watch this, I started thinking about people who had did me wrong and been like, they should have called me. You're going to catch it in a minute. What you hear is fuel. So you need to ask yourself, is what I'm hearing fueling the fruit I want to see? Some of y'all need to delete some songs out of your phone because they're fueling your anger. They're fueling your discouragement. They're fueling your depression. Some of y'all need to have certain call hours for family members and say, you can't call me after 730. Because you call with too much negativity. And ain't nobody got time for that. And so since you want to be negative, it's 735. It's too late. Call me tomorrow. If it's an emergency, send me three texts back to back, and I'll know, I'll know. Other than that, I won't talk to you. You're not hearing what I'm saying. Some of you get on the phone with your mama, and when you get on the phone with your mama, your mama fuels your fear. Y'all not talking to me. Some of you, you get on the phone with negative people, and they fuel that negativity. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So you need to say, why am I listening to this? Is this fueling the fruit I want to see? The stuff, the gossip you listen to on Instagram, some of you, when you get to work, the reason you're so ineffective is because you spent your first 15 minutes checking gossip sites. You ain't checked your work email. You ain't clocked in. You ain't done nothing like you're supposed to. You're on TMZ. I'm not knocking anybody. What I'm saying is, is that you're not fueling your faith. Are y'all hearing me? The second thing you need to ask is, watch this, how you hear. In Luke 8, 18, Jesus says something real powerful. We're just about through. Y'all getting it tonight? In Luke 8, 18, Jesus says this, take care, care then how you hear. That's the only part I want to deal with the verse. Luke 8, 18, it says, take care how you hear. Touch the name and say, take care, take care. How, you hear. how you hear. 
Now, this is important, Wednesday. I need you to catch this. The reason I need you to catch this is because uh, he's literally saying you need to pay attention to how you're listening. Pay attention to how you're listening because how you're listening is determining, watch this, what you're actually receiving. You ever been talking to somebody at the end of the conversation it was clear they didn't listen? You know what I mean? You, you know, you ever had a full-fledged conversation with somebody and at the end of the conversation, it is crystal clear they have been absent. Present in the body, but absent. Or, pre, you know, present in flesh, but absent from the body. And then they go do something, and you're like, that ain't what I said. And they say, I misunderstood. No, you didn't listen. Come on, parents, don't leave me hanging like that. So not only do I need to check out why I'm hearing something, then I need to ask how I'm hearing something. Then the final thing I need to do, and we're going to wrap this message up. You learning? Pay attention to what you hear. I've made reference to it already. In Mark chapter 5, we're going to go from Mark chapter 5. We're going to start at verse 26, and then we're going to look at a whole bunch of verses, and, uh, and then we're going to wrap this up. Say, I heard that. <laughs> what you hear is fuel. It's fuel. If you're not listening to the messages throughout today, no wonder why you feel far from God. God, I just need a word. God is like, they have made thousands of messages available. You need a word? No, you need to go here. Touch your neighbor and say, I heard that. I heard that in case you're unfamiliar with that phraseology. It comes from a, I'm going to just say it this way, it's a southern colloquialism, which simply means after someone says something that's sensational in nature, that they are agreeing in a way that is somewhat feisty. So they'd be like, yeah, you know, Junebug and them went out there, they moved out. Mm, I heard that. <laughs> yeah, uh, Y'all know Tanya and them going to church now? Yes, say praise God. I heard that. You know, I'm in a year of manifestation, fruitfulness, birthing, and the completion of a cycle. I heard that. Y'all better talk to me in here, church. So the people that saw you struggle in 18, when they go look at the report in 19, they're going to say, I heard that. Speak it over your own life. Say, that's what they're going to say. That's what they're going to say. I heard that. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Mark chapter 5, verse 26. You know the story if you've been in church for a little bit of time. If not, that's going to tell you the story. It's a woman. She's had some issues. She's had some issues. She's been bleeding for 12 years. She's been bleeding for 12 years. The Bible teaches us by going back to Leviticus to see why she's been bleeding, that she got involved in a relationship she had no business getting involved in. And when she did that, she opened herself up to a realm, that opening up herself to a realm where she bled for 12 years. When she bled blood, naturally, it's a symbolic uh, interest that this, watch this, she was bleeding life. See, the, picking the wrong relationship will have you bleeding when they long gone. Y'all know. Some of y'all date way too casually because you're dating people that cut you. Y'all not talking. They, they, ain't even, they ain't got a knife behind their back. They showed up like. Watch this. So she suffered everything under many physicians. Verse 26. Go with me quickly. And had spent all she had. It was no better, but she got worse. I don't know about you, but if I spend all my money and I get worse, it's going to be some trouble. <laughs> trouble. Verse 27. So she heard. Watch this. That's the message right there. She heard. Say, I heard that. So here this woman is, 12 years. She, she's now probably attempting to get some level of assistance because she spent all of her money, which meant she was a woman with something. To all the single ladies, stop talking about I want a king and you ain't got no money like a queen. You need, 
And I'm not just saying money. You need to bring something to the table. And I mean, you know, I want a king. Yeah, I want this and this. Well, you're going to need to bring something too. It got quiet in the church. My God. Fellas, would y'all please at least don't leave your bishop out there just hanging. Y'all left me out there. Don't do me like that. I don't even know you like that. Don't do me like that. Got to bring something to the table. She heard reports about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. You missed it. For 12 years, this woman has spent everything she had. She went to every doctor. Dr. Oz. That didn't work. She went to Dr. Seuss. She said, cat in the hat, green eggs in hand. She went to Dr. Field, tried to talk it out. That didn't work. She felt real loose one night on a Friday, and she called Dr. Dre and just said, I'm just. She said, look, I'm just going to have me a good time tonight. Don't blame me. Somebody over here said Dr. Dre, and that's why I threw it in the mess. Somebody over here. Touch your neighbor and say, have fun in church. Okay, if you can't have fun in church, I don't know where you're supposed to have fun at. That's why some people don't go to church because they think it's a stiff, rigid religious people. I just want to feel Jesus in my heart. <laughs> you can't feel him and he doesn't live in your heart, okay? All right. She heard reports, and I'm getting ready to close. And she heard reports about Jesus. What's she here? Reports. You believe negative so easy. What would happen if you started believing the word? You believe they say it ain't going to work. What would happen if you started saying, but for me? It might be impossible for you. But the God that I believe in, he never sleeps and he never slumbers. He's never failed. Somebody say, I heard that. She heard reports about Jesus. And she said, well, and here's reports. I can tell you because I'm out of time. The report was the rumor going on around Jesus that people were touching his clothes and getting healed. So the rumor was spreading that if you needed to get healed, go touch him. So she heard, well, what, she, she was like, what else I have to lose? So watch this. Bible says she got down low. And that's the issue with some people is they're so arrogant that they won't humble themselves. And they'd rather sit in lack rather than open their mouth and get healed. Y'all not talking. She got down. And when she got down, she got down. And, and watch this. She's unclean. So in the Hebrew culture, that means she had on a garment that marked her as unclean. She got down low. Watch this. Because she didn't want anybody else to tell her to turn away. Because if they saw she was unclean, they'd say, leave him because you can't touch him. I'm so glad that the Jesus we believe in, when other people say you're not good enough to touch him, he says, you're exactly what I'm looking for. Lay your hands on somebody, touch their shoulder and say, he's what he's looking for. You're what he's looking for. You're what he's looking for. You're what he's looking for. And the Bible says, she says within herself, if I can touch the hem of his garment, I know I'll be made whole. She gets down low and then she grabs the hem of his garment because she heard that other people were touching him and getting healed. She heard 2019 was going to be a year of manifestation. She heard 2019 was going to be a year of fruitfulness. 
She heard that 2019 was going to be a year of the completion of cycles. She heard that 2019, what she sown for, she was going to see. She heard in 2019 that what she prayed for, she was about to possess. And when she heard it, the Bible says she went and acted on it. Can, can I give you two more verses? I'm going to give you the shout verse, verse 28. For she said, after she heard it, then she said it. See, here's what some of y'all do. I'm just sitting on it. That's the wrong posture. You need to start saying it. So when you walk out of here, you need to say, this is a year of manifestation. This is a year of fruitfulness. This is a year where all things are working together for my good. This is the year where what I labored for in 18, I'm going to see laid in my lap in 19. This, 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 this is that. She said to herself, if I can touch his clothes. Literally there, if I had time to teach, I don't. It's Hebrew. He had a talit. Talit had the zit, 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 four wings. Scripture says there's healing in his wings. She touched one of the wings. But I don't have time to teach. She said, if I can touch him, I'm going to be made well. Where did she get that from? She heard it. Did she read it? No. Did, did, did she see that in the Bible? No. You, you're missing what I'm saying. Does she have a dream? No. Does she have a vision? No. Does she flip on the TV and they said, come on down, Jesus Christ, healing service tonight? No. Does she get a text? No. Tweet? No. Instagram story? No. What happened? She heard. And she said, well, if he did it for Sheila. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, Sheila. <laughs> if he did it, if he did it for Rebecca. If he did it for Renee, if he did it for Jasmine, if he did it for Stacy, if he did, y'all not talking, if he did it for Keith, if he did it for Kenneth, if he did it for Cavante, y'all not talking, if he did it for them, somebody ought to, he can do it for me. If he parted a Red Sea, he can do it for me. If he opened blinded eyes, he can do it for me. Whatever he's done for another, he can do it for me. And here's verse 29, and I'm taking my seat. And immediately, the flow of blood dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. How'd she get healed? She heard. Somebody say, I heard that. You're going to have to guard your senses in 2019. Because even when you see something, you hear something. Let me prove to you. When you smell something, you hear something. You ever drove past Subway? How'd you know you drove past it? You smell the bread. Every sense turns into a voice. Come on, Wednesday. We're done. Every sense turns into a voice. What I see, I hear. What I touch, I hear. What I taste, I hear. What I smell, I hear. What I touch, I hear. Now, I want to close it like this. Lay your hands yourself. Say in 2019, guard your senses. Because what you hear will be what you believe. What you believe will be what you possess. Faith is going to get it done. 
I heard that. Give him glory all in here, church. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Give him glory. Come on, Facebook Live, give him glory. YouTube Live, give him glory. Roku, give him glory. Apple TV, give him glory. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, and at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God, and they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this for me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word DECISION to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Well, well, well. Shopping for a car? Yep. Carvana made financing a car as smooth as can be. Oh, yeah? I got pre-qualified instantly and had real terms personalized just for me. Hmm, doesn't get much smoother than that. Well, I got to browse thousands of car options on Carvana, all within my budget. Doesn't get much smoother than that. It does. I actually wanted a car that seemed out of my range, but I was able to add a cosigner and found my dream car. It doesn't get much... Oh, it gets smoother. It's getting delivered tomorrow. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get pre-qualified today. We make USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at USAA.com slash bundle. USAA. Restrictions apply.